Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. About that. But today we're going to be talking about how to win. This sermon series is called For the Win, How to Win in Your Relationships. Everybody say relationship. See, here's the truth of your life. Write this down if you're taking notes, and I really want to encourage you to do, because we're going to go really, really, really practical today, okay? And so some some people in here, your relationships are going to get better, whether it's a friendship, a marriage, a dating relationship, just by being in church today. I really do believe it. But it will only get better if you apply what God wants to speak to you today. And so that means sometimes you got to take some notes. you got to lean in and go, God, show me what it is that you want me to get out of this. Because here's what I know. Write this down. Your success and well-being will depend on the quality of your relationships. Your success in life, your well-being in life will depend, it will actually depend on the quality of your relationships. And here's the thing about relationships, we all have them, right? Good ones, bad ones, mediocre ones. But how do you really know how to win in relationships? Because I believe that everybody in here really wants to win when it comes to friendships, when it comes to dating, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to whatever relationship comes your way. A lot of us would say we want to win. Like, I don't really think that anybody in here would just be like, well, I don't care if I never have another relationship in my life. I am a loner. I like to live in a cave by myself. And if you do, you need help, okay? Because here's the fact of life is you can't make it through life alone. Like you really can't. You need each other. So if we truly need each other, then how do we know if we're winning when it comes to relationships? I mean, here's the truth. Some of you go to work every single day and you know if you're winning at work or not. Some of you know that you're winning at school. Some of you know when you look at your bank account if you are winning or not. But most of us, when it comes to our relationships, we don't really know if we're winning. We're like, are we winning at this thing? Is our marriage really winning? Is this friendship really a winning friendship? Is is, is this work relationship, is it really winning or not? And so here's what I believe. Write this down. Having great relationships, to know that you're really winning, first starts with becoming a person you would want to be in relationship with. If you want to really win in relationships, then you, it will start with you knowing and becoming the person that you would want to be in a relationship with. Like, anybody see somebody that's just a winner when it comes to relationships, right? Like, we look at that person, we're like, oh my gosh, they just look like it. relationships just come to them so naturally. Like, they are a relational genius. I mean, it's like Jimmy Fallon. He's like the most relational genius in the world. He can get along with anybody. He can be best friends with anybody. Like, there's just people out there that just make you feel like they are forever winning in relationships. But here's the thing. Many of us, we don't see the phone calls. 
that it took for that person to win in that relationship. What we don't see is the times that they didn't receive a phone call back from the friend that they were trying to be friends with. What we don't see is the times that they had to be the one to invite everybody to their house and throw a party. And at the first time they did that, only five people showed up before there was 50 at every party. What we don't see is them after the party where the 50 people have come, they're the only ones cleaning up the party. But they think it's worth it because they want to win in relationships. What we don't see is the times that they went first. What we don't see is the times when they went first. First, and I believe that's the first thing that God wants you to know about relationships. To develop great relationships, you have to develop an attitude of I'll move first. I will move first in this relationship, whether that's in a friendship, whether that's in a marriage, or whether that's in a dating relationship. Write that down. I'll move first. I will move first. I will be the person that moves first. And this is biblical because Matthew chapter 20 verse 27, Jesus says it like this, the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. What does a servant do? A servant is trained to do what? Move first. A a servant is trained to move first. Jesus goes on in Matthew chapter 24 verses 45 through 46. This is from the Passion Translation. It says, Who is the one qualified to oversee the master's house? He will be a reliable servant. She will be a reliable servant who is wise and faithful, one he can depend on. The master will want to give him or her the responsibility of overseeing others in his house. For his servant will lead them well and give them food at the right time. What joy and blessing will come to that faithful servant when the master comes home to find him serving with excellence. To serve with excellence is to move first. To serve with excellence, to become the servant that Jesus is talking about here, we have to move first to be that servant. You see, you want to know what a great marriage is? It's a marriage that says, I'll move first toward forgiveness. You want to know what a great friendship is? It's a friendship that says, I'll move first toward reconciliation when things go wrong. You you, you want to know what a great employee is? It's an employee that says, I will move first in fixing the problem. I won't just look at the problem and tell you there's a problem, boss. I will move first in finding the solution. And, And here's what we're doing when we take the attitude of I'll move first. When we take the attitude of I'll move first, we're taking the attitude of Jesus because Jesus said he would move first in our relationship to us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 says, even when we were dead, And doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He moved first. Jesus moved first toward us. If he did not move first toward us, we would still be dead in our sins. But because he moved first, we are now united to life. We're now awakened to fresh life in Jesus, saved by his wonderful grace. So so ask yourself this question, how does this actually play out in my relationships? Well, it plays out in your relationships because um, you know that you have a friend that doesn't deserve for you to throw them a birthday party because they didn't do jack for your birthday. 
but I'll move first. I know my child has been distant toward me, but I'll move first. I know my spouse isn't reaching out for my hand right now, but I'll move first and reach out for hers. I know they didn't say I'm sorry, but I'll move first. Just move first. You want to know if you're winning in relationships? Then ask yourself this question. When is the last time I moved first? Because I believe that's the first key in winning when it comes to your relationships. Is I'll move first. The second thing you've got to do if you want to win in your relationship is have healthy expectations. Have healthy expectations on your friendships, on your dating relationships, on your marriage. Because some of you are just asking for way too much of people in your lives. Trust me, I am notorious for that. <laughs> like, like some of you want the Instagram relationship, don't you? <laughs> like some of you are like begging God to give you the, 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 the Instagram relationship. Like, like some of you are, are, are wanting the hashtag my bride. Okay, or like or the hashtag relationship goals. Look at this couple. Like this is absolutely amazing. They're on the lake in front of a mountain. They're on vacation. Relationship goals. Hashtag. Look at this. They're so happy and in love. And like they got all this light around them. Look at this. Relationship goals. Hashtag. Come on. And then you go and you get married and you go, oh wait, no, this is another relationship goal. We're going to go to Venice and Italy and it's going to be amazing. And then you're married and it's the perfect day. Look at this. Hashtag my bride. Hashtag my bride, look at this, it's the happiest day of my life. And here's the thing that you don't realize, that you're setting all of your expectations for your hashtag relationship goals. And you're screaming, that's what I want. Right there, there it is, do you see it? And you're basing it all off of carefully planned, always edited, one moment in time moments. I mean, think about it. If I was to come to you and go, what is the what that you really want? What is it? What is it that you really want in your relationships? What is it that you really want in your friendships? What is it that you really want in that marriage? And you, you, you would just be like, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't even really be able to define it. You'd just be like, uh, you know, like love. Love. I just want love, Pastor Josh. I want walks on the beach, okay? I, I, want, I want photo shoots in our love muffin matching pajamas on our pottery barn bedspread. And then we're going to dance in front of the fire all night and feed each other chocolate-covered strawberries. That's what I want. And God sent me here today to change your expectations. Because those are moments. And, and here's the thing. It's not real. It's not real. Let me tell you what reality looks like. Massive miscommunications in a relationship. 
Painful misunderstandings, hurt feelings, intense conversations. Some relationships will even throw a shoe occasionally. Some, some relationships are going to have a lot of yelling and slammed doors and hung up phone calls. It's not cuddling all the time. It's lying back to back and be like, girl, don't even put your nasty feet on me. Them toes are nasty. Get them off of me right now in the name of Jesus. This is my space. This is yours. It's fighting about the house. It's fighting about junk. What are we going to do with junk? Seriously. No, we're going to recycle that. No, you're going to take that to Goodwill. No, I'm not. I'm going to throw it away. This is junk. What are we talking about? How to load the dishwasher, how the other person drives, the way that someone squeezes toothpaste, temperature in the house, discipline with kids, what to watch, who to hang with, where to eat, when to eat, what to eat, how to eat, how you don't eat. This is real life. This is what relationships are filled with. So here's what you do with the little perfect little list that you wrote in the fifth grade, and you're like, this is what my relationships are going to look like. Look at this. This is awesome. This is my list. You take it, and you crumble it up, and you toss it. Because it's nice that you wrote it down, but it doesn't exist. Have healthy expectations for your relationship. See, I want to help you win. I want to help you with the right expectations so that you will know what your expectations should really be placed on. Your expectations, according to Scripture, should be Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 38. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. My expectations do not rest in flawed, imperfect humans. My expectations rest on a complete, perfect, holy God. That's how I will begin to win in my relationships. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Are you weary? Are you carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me, and I will refresh. Somebody say, fresh. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. You want to know why you're burdened and weary in your relationships? Because you have unhealthy expectations of people loving you and fulfilling your needs and your every need, and it simply cannot happen. This doesn't mean that we don't have any expectations. But here's what I know. No one can meet my expectations perfectly. My best friends cannot. My spouse cannot. This church cannot. My boss cannot. You know why? Because I can't. I mean, I want you to think about it. Some of us have expectations on people that you don't even have on yourself. I know this is true in my relationship sometimes. Like, like about a couple weeks ago, Ashley and I, we got into a little riff. <laughs> yes, we fight. And I was like, just going into her all of a sudden. And, and, and the Holy Spirit stopped me and was like, you would never talk to anybody in your church or anybody on the street or a stranger the way you're talking to your wife right now, Josh. 
and you're expecting her to be respectful to you in your language? And, and you're expecting her to respect you with her language? And you're, like, you're not even doing, you're expecting her to do something you are not. How can you do that, Josh? You want to win in expectations and relationships? Then crave something more. Crave something different. Crave something special. Here's the expectations that should be on your relationships. You ready? Write these down if you're following along. Absolute trust. Rich, meaningful, intimate conversation. Playful interactions. Genuine and sincere affection. A deep, abiding spiritual connection. A unified purpose. Purity in your intimacy. And a God-centered life. So don't throw out all your expectations. Just start learning to have the right ones, and then you'll win. See, those are the right expectations for your relationships. The third thing. The third thing that I think that you need is a growth mindset if you're going to win in relationships. You must surround yourself with people who have a mindset to grow. You see, write this down. Unhealthy relationships will keep you from being the person you can and should be. Unhealthy relationships will keep you from being the person you can and should be. So let me ask you two questions. Are your relationships helping you grow this morning? Your friendships, are they helping you grow? Or are your relationships helping someone else grow? Hey, if you're married, how do you help your spouse grow? How does she or he help you grow? Because there's a saying out there that says, I am the sum, the average of my five closest relationships. Think about that. You are going to be the average of your five closest relationships. So if that is true, then I'm going to have to make sure that the five people that are closest to me are people who want to grow. Are people who want to grow. The Bible talks about this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Some of you are hanging out with fools. And you need to start hanging out with wise people. There's this great author that wrote an amazing book called Boundaries, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But, but here's what you need to know. He says, every great person has opened up to someone who could meet a need. Think about that. Every great person that you see has opened up to someone else in their life who could meet a need. Here's what I love about my friends. My friends, I try to surround myself with people who have growth mindsets. I really try to surround myself with people who have growth mindsets. You see, a person and a friend in my life doesn't just solve my problems for me. In fact, the opposite is true. A lot of my friends would just look at me and go, you got it, figure it out. Kind of like back in the 80s, I read this story as I was studying this week. Um, there, there was this great general called Colin Powell. General, General Colin Powell, and, and he was there when President Ronald Reagan was in office. And, and they said that they had this meeting one time, and um, Colin, General Powell was in the, his office, in the Oval Office, and President Reagan was looking out a window. And, and, and General Powell is just like, 
going into him, being like, we've got to do this and this and this, and what do you think about this and this and this? And President Reagan, all of a sudden, in the middle of him talking, just stops him and goes, look at that squirrel. <laughs> that squirrel just ain't a nut. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Mr. President, like, we're right in the middle of this, like, national emergency that I'm getting ready to have to make a decision on. And here's what I love about it. What he was doing in that moment was he was going, hey, this is why you're in the position. I trust you to make the right decision. Go and figure it out. I'm going to look at a squirrel, and I'm going to leave you to make the decision. See, that's actually a good friend. That's actually a good friend because sometimes you need friends in your life that are not just like, oh, well, just let me tell you what to do and do this and A and B and C and D and all of these other things. And then you leave with your notebook filled with all these notes of what you should do in that relationship or what you do in that problem. But you never figured it out. A good friend that has a growth mindset will stop you and be like, hey, um, look at this squirrel. See, I believe that what is within you. God has given you, and you can figure it out because you're an awesome person. And, and, and so why don't you just maybe go and do this, and then if you need my help with something, then come back to me. But that's awesome. But, but you have got this. See, if you want to win in relationships and in life, then stop giving all the answers to your friend if you're that person that gives all the answers all the time. If you want to win in life, then stop hanging out in rooms where your idea is the best idea in the room. One of my mentors, he always says, if your idea is the best in the room, then get a new room. Get a new room. Because that means you're never going to grow from where you are now. And the purpose of our relationships that are around us is that we would be wise in this world. There's a lot of people that are living like fools out there. And we need some other people to come around us and go, we aren't going to be fools together. We're going to be wise together and change the world together. That's the type of people that I want. See, I don't need in my relationships just to have people to tell me what I want to hear. I need relationships to tell me what I need to hear. Ashley and I were out on a date last night, and, and she's talking to me about something. And, and she said something to me, and it kind of stung me for a little bit. But then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's exactly why I placed you with her, Josh, because she's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear all the time. And I said, thank you, God, for that relationship. So if you want to win, then surround yourself with people that have a growth mindset. The fourth thing that you need to do is this. If you want to win in your relationships, then you, you must figure out this. Boundaries are a must. Not a suggestion. A must if you want to win in figuring out friendships, dating, marriage, all of those things. Boundaries have to be a must. What is a boundary? Write this down. A boundary is a limit or an edge that defines you as you separate yourself from others. So do you even have boundaries when it comes to your friendships? Do you even have boundaries when it comes to your relationships? Do you even have boundaries within your marriage? Or does anything and anyone go? Oh, yeah, come on into my life. I don't care who you are. Come on, man. That's awesome. Let's be best friends. Because boundaries are a healthy part of good relationships. Boundaries are also biblical. 
God gave humanity a boundary in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. The Lord placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden except boundaries, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For if you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. You see, God was trying to tell humanity here, I set up a boundary for you. And if you cross this boundary, you're going to allow something very dangerous to enter into your life. But if you don't cross this boundary, then the danger that could be in your life will not be there. Your choice. And we chose to cross the boundary. If only we had listened to our maker. But see, that's why we have to have boundaries in our life too. Write this down. Because a boundary allows us to know this is who I will allow into my life. And this is who I will not allow into my life. This is who I will allow into my life, boundary. This is who I will not allow into my life. And here's why it's important. Because not every single person in your life deserves a backstage pass to your life. Let me say that again. Not every single person that you meet in this life deserves a backstage pass in your life. You need to set up a boundary to who gets backstage access to you. If you want to win in your relationships, you're going to have to put up some boundaries. You're going to have to go, this person is allowed, but you need to stay in the crowd. You need to stay in the crowd of my life. And here's the simplest way to do this, behavior. Look at how somebody behaves. And, and this is what I would tell you. We're not rejecting people from the backstage of our lives. We're rejecting behavior from the backstage of our life. Do you get that? There's a big difference. I never want to go, I reject you as a person. But what I do want to do is say, I reject the behavior that you're currently in from being allowed into the backstage of my life. Because here's what I've found. When I hang out with bitter people, then all of a sudden I feel some bitterness in my life. When I hang out with angry people, then all of a sudden I feel some anger coming up into my life. When I hang out with people who don't value some of the things that I do and behave in the way that I do, then I feel like a lot of their behavior starts to affect my life. So there's some people that I look at and say, if you want full backstage access to me, then you can come, but that behavior is not coming with you. You can come, but that arrogance can't come with you. You can come, but that bitterness needs to stay in the garage, bro. You can come, but that anger has to go somewhere else. You've got problems. You've got issues that you need to work out. You can come, but that negativity and complaining are not going to get through. Because not every relationship, not every behavior is healthy for me. The Bible talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. It says, so stop fooling yourself. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. Stop fooling yourself with that friend. Stop fooling yourself in that dating relationship. Stop fooling yourself. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. So if you want to win, 
then create some boundaries. Create some boundaries. If you want to win in relationships, then move first. If you want to win in relationships, then have healthy expectations. If you want to win in relationships, then have a growth mindset. If you want to win, this is for the win, then boundaries are a must, not a suggestion. Because my life depends on the quality of my relationships. So I want you to close your eyes for a moment as the band comes back up here. And I want you just to ask yourself a couple of questions in your life. And maybe as the band comes back up, these are some questions that you need to write down somewhere on your phone. This is your, like, homework. Maybe these are some questions that, that you just need to process. Maybe you listen to this podcast again tomorrow. But write this down. Think about this question as your eyes are closed. Where do I need to move first in this relationship? Where do I need to move first with my spouse? Where do I need to move first with my friendship? Not waiting on them. Where do I need to move first with my relationship with my parents? How do I need to place my expectations on God and not a person? Some of you are expecting a person to be God in your life and they can never be that. And you wake up disappointed every day. Because they can't love you perfectly. They were never meant to. And they're not going to. Stop expecting them to. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. Then ask yourself this question. Do I help other people grow? Do do the people in my life really care about my growth? Or are they holding me back? Do they have a growth mindset? And then what boundaries do I need to establish? Who's getting the backstage pass to your life right now that their behavior is bringing you down every time they come back there? And so you got to go and put up some boundaries with that person and say, hey, bro, hey, hey, girl, I love you. You know that. I'm not rejecting you. But there's some behavior that we got to talk about. If you're going to get this backstage pass to me. There's some behavior that we've got to talk about. Because if not, then I'm going to have to put up a boundary. I'm going to have to put up a boundary. God, I pray. 
that every single person here this morning Lord, that you have spoken to them about their relationships. And that, Lord, they would just put these four simple steps, these four simple truths of moving first. Putting up some boundaries. That they need to place in your life. Having people that care about them and that will help them to grow. God, actually having healthy expectations as they leave here today in relationships. And Lord, I pray that they would just maybe put one of those into practice this week. And see the difference that you would bring into their relationships. They would know that they're winning a little bit more. God, we thank you for your word that's full of advice when it comes to humanity and relationships. And God, I pray that we would dig into that and get all of our relational advice from from that. Maybe you're here today and you're having some trouble in your relationships. You're having trouble moving first. You're having trouble setting up some boundaries. Our prayer team, prayer team, come on up here. Our prayer team is going to be right up here and we want to pray for you because this is something I know. Every single one of you has a relationship in here. Has a friendship. Has an area of your life. Has an area of your relationships where you need some help. And so don't be the one that's just like, oh man, I got it all together. My relationships are awesome. No, 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 no. Have some humility. And if you need prayer, then come during this song and go, hey, would you just pray for me that I would move first with my husband? Would you just pray for me that I could put up some healthy boundaries with so-and-so? Would you just pray for me that I would have the right expectations? Would you just pray for me that I would surround myself with people that want to help me grow? Oh, man, it would be our honor. Wherever you are, don't just leave here today. Let God speak. And let him move. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's sing. And if you need prayer, go ahead.